Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers, a show often known as the best board gaming podcast to clean your microwave to. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today are my two lovely co-hosts. First up, fresh from her war with mashed potatoes, it's Tiffany B. Hello. Tiff, we never heard your mashed potato story. It's really not that exciting. It's just that we had meatloaf, and I thought we had mashed potatoes to heat up as well, but we didn't, so I had to make them. Mm, quickly how'd that go before the show that's as close as my life comes to a crisis how are tiff's 10 minute mashed potatoes are they good i mean they're out of a bag they're potato flake potatoes oh they're good i think they're good i doll them up a little bit though shouldn't they don't they have good i don't know that's idaho not ohio sorry wrong state for potatoes no we're all about the corn yeah and the soybeans up here also joining us a man who respects the need to be introduced before he speaks it's dan hello I had nothing to say about mashed potatoes. He said hello. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, welcome. This is Boardcast News for April 20th. In case you don't know where to find us or you forgot, you can do so on Facebook.com slash League of Nonsensical Gamers. Head on over to YouTube. Check out some of our cool little videos we have going on there. I think we need to schedule a live show, ladies and gentlemen. We need to get that. We keep saying that. We'll get that on the books. Maybe we should celebrate the end of the school year for us <gasps> with a live show. There will be beer. So much beer. Yeah. Well, if you and like this. At least the... 10% more interesting with the beer <laughs> in hand. It's not very much, but. If you like that idea, head on over to BGG Guild number 2077 and let us know. Also, find us on places like Twitter, Instagram, and the new thing that I'm promoting, the Anchor Radio app on iOS or Android doing little snippets of board game media over there. Head on over to Anchor, download that app, and listen to the Pong radio station. you got too much time on your hands. Thanks. As I sit here and <laughs> download that app right now. Also, <laughs> thank you to TMG, our lovely sponsor. They've got a whole boatload of things coming this year. They just sent out an email to all of their newsletter subscribees. So if you don't do that and you want to hear more about TMG... Be sure to head over to their site, playtmg.com, and subscribe to the newsletter because they just let us know that there are four things to be excited about this year. First up, a game called The Flow of History, which should be uh, coming out or hitting Kickstarter maybe this month, April. Uh, this is a sieve building game, but also involves a bidding element. So it's taking something that Dan loves and mixing in something that will probably ruin it for him. Also, yep. okie dokie. Coming in quarter two is a Hanabi-esque game where you're trying to order cards into rows with little communication. I believe this is another Hisashi Hayashi game. That guy, just off the charts with his game designs. He's definitely prolific. He is all over the place. Uh, and they also have two games which I think these will be the most interesting and seem to be the things that they are most excited about. First up is a game called Crusaders Thy Will Be Done, which will have a Kickstarter at some point later this year. This has Mancala and Rondell aspects or mechanisms uh, in like an influence spreading game, a uh, nice classic Euro-y theme. Uh, seems pretty cool. One for the Dans and the Tiffs of the world. And then they also have a game for the Mats of, a wor of the world called Downfall, also coming to Kickstarter this year. This is going to be an area control minis game with card drafting. And this is their first big minis project, so they're very excited to kind of show off their plastic so we'll see how maybe this will solidify our theory on the trend towards minis games and companies maybe tmg feels compelled to compete oh i don't blame them 
There's a, there's a lot of plastic out there. But I'd rather have a rondelle. Well, they will both be available on Kickstarter this year, probably fulfilling next year. So keep an eye out for those. All right. Like I said, this is Boardcast News. So let's dive right in. We've got game announcements up first this time and lots of stuff being talked about. First up, a game that should excite all three of us. Uh, the Port Royal U.S. distribution is finally being fulfilled by none other than Steve Jackson Games. I'm Ron Burgundy. So apparently this they've had this license for a good long time. A lot of people, uh, everyone who's gotten Port Royal so far from Dan's favorite new designer, Alexander Pfister, have been importing it. And we were waiting for U.S. distribution. Apparently Steve Jackson has had it for a while and it will finally be coming out this year. Unfortunately, they've done something strange and they've tacked on a Steve Jackson style cover art while not changing any of the art inside the game. So they don't match. I think I'm okay with that. Are you? Yeah, because, you know, I think people who buy Steve Jackson games are maybe expecting a certain cover art aesthetic and then they get this game. Maybe they'll be really disappointed when they open it up, but I bet more people will try Port Royale. Or Port Royal, sorry. When you say Port Royal cover art sucks anyways. Have you seen the new so one, though? It's not, like, it's, it's not a huge loss. Are you a big sure. fan of giant yellow letters? Because that's kind of the Steve Jackson thing. I don't like thing. the new one. <laughs> I'm glad I imported my copy. Sorry, Steve Jackson. I mean, it makes you kind of want to say yar, I guess. It's very piratey. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about... <laughs> Something from Lookout Games, something to get exciting for, a Caverna expansion. A game which, if you asked me, needs no expansion because it's got way too much in that box as is. I have no idea how they've managed to make more. Uh, specifically, it looks like they pulled from a fan, I think it's fan-made. This was posted up on BGG. Uh, it was an expansion with different races to play. So you play as little dwarves. Which you don't really, I mean, there's no theme to the game. You're not actually a dwarf. There's nothing that makes you a dwarf. But uh, 14 new races, which I guess means new powers, new interactions with the board somehow. Uh, So 14, that's so many to explore. And I don't know if you'll, I guess you'll be able to play different races at the same time, like against your friends, play asymmetrically. Uh, But that will be developed and published by Lookout for Caverna officially. That sounds like fun. I mean, if you like Caverna... I mean, Caverna's Which cool. I don't. No? Not, mm. not a fan? No, a lot of people prefer it over Agricola, but I prefer Agricola. Dan, where's Caverna fall in the... I mean, we've got... Somehow, we got Caverna. It was like the biggest and best, literally the biggest and heaviest Euro around, and now we've managed to pass that with uh, Fields of Arl and uh, Feast for Odin and the Colonists. Like, where does Caverna even stack up now? It's still good. I like it better than Agricola. Yeah. Um, I think it offers a little more gameplay than Agricola. I still love Agricola. Hopefully you have game. a little bit more table so you can play it. You can. Uh, the Ish. one thing about Caverna that annoys me is like it plays the seven. That's just a waste of cost and space in the box that, that really kind of annoy me. They could have eliminated probably like 20 bucks off the price if they were just made it a normal four player game and maybe expanded it to seven or something. But who the hell plays that game at seven? You got to be like a masochist to sit there and wait to play that game at seven, but whatever I'm up for async stuff. So this expansion sounds interesting. Cool. If you've ever played uh, this game at seven, please let me know. Find us and let us know if you've played at seven. Don't tell me about five or six. Don't say, oh, yeah, we almost got there. I want seven. I want to know how long that took you 
And if you actually finish the game. I would commit seppuku. Like, that's just <laughs> too long to wait. Like, seriously. I have to wait for six people to take their turns? Oh, boy. It's like if you have a bunch of friends, like, that play Euro games, but you're having a party. So it gives you lots of time to mingle in between turns. If you have really boring friends... And your idea of a party is to sit and watch six other people take turns. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to watch people take turns. I just don't want to watch six people. If you're really into watching people think quietly. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe start a jigsaw puzzle on the (laughs) side or something. I don't know. Like, hey, uh, I heard you 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 played with seven people. How was it? It was good until Dan committed ritual suicide in the middle. (laughs) Got it all over his plate. You you start a four-player game, or you get a three-player game, but you play two of them. So mm. when you're not taking your turn, you're taking your turn in the other game of Caverna. So like you, or you alternate. Oh, you so it's like my turn, though. Matt's turn, Tiff turn, my turn, Matt's turn. Tiff but who turn. has that much and table have, space? You need. No, you have to play it on like the a floor. seven bedroom like house to play that many Cavernas at the same time. You just need a floor. You have to rent out like a dance hall. Yeah. You guys, I got, I got the local Y. I rented it out so we could play Caverna. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If we're in a dance hall, I'm gonna be dancing. I ain't gonna be <laughs> well, you're Caverna. gonna have plenty of time. You can do like three, yeah, four songs put on your turn. Cut a rug, I'm, so to speak. Yeah, I'm gonna put on some like salsa music or something. Just rumba all around you assholes while you're taking your turn. I'm over here buying you. wheat. Dan's doing the cha-cha slide. Nothing wrong with that. I prefer the Cuban shuffle. We'll shuffle your ass back. It's time to old, take a turn, Dan. They'll jump on it. I like it. You're like role-playing <laughs> this whole thing out. We found out how Dan. we can get Dan to role-play if we role-play dancing. <laughs> there's there's no role-playing in the club. Just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just pure. It's just pure me. Oh, my. All right. Let's move on to uh, cheap-ass games and a game that I do not know how to pronounce. I believe it's it's like Roki. Rochi, Rokai, Rochi, R-O-C-H-I. I'm sure Matt Wolf will let me know the derivation of that word. I think he Probably got all Roche. of them. I tried. I just tried to like, scattershot, hit everything on the wall. Uh, this is a, another novel game tie-in from Cheap Ass Games. So like they did with Tack, they're going to be creating a gambling game. Uh, which features, as they say, no betting, very little bluffing, and six different pots. Can you explain to me how you gamble without betting or bluffing? I'm so confused right now. I guess, like, that knife game that they play in Alien, where you... Oh, where you, like, try to... Yeah. Like, not hit your fingers with the knife? That's gambling with your limbs. But I guess you're betting oh. in that case. Yeah. You're still betting on that. I don't know. I'll be interested to that's see. Why, that's why you gotta buy it. They're, That's right. what they're this going sounds for. Dumb. It's Moving a marketing on. tactic. If you're interested, what we could have done if we were good reporters, uh, the print and play is available. Since it is cheap-ass games, they make everything available. You can go check it out, read the rules. The uh, They're like alpha or beta rules. You know, They're not finalized, but you can check them out. Uh, head on over to Cheap-Ass Games' website to see more about that. Let me know how it goes. Moving forward, Atlas Games has a game called Witches of the Revolution coming out. Yeah. This is a one to four America. cooperative deck building game where players work America. as witches to help the colonies during the American Revolution. So leaning into that Salem witch trials non- nonsense. America. So you guys both got all excited. Is this just because of America or because you know about the game? I mean, I do love America, but it's the revolution. Okay. I am excited yeah, about the game too. Even though it's a deck builder. I was going to say, one to four playing. Oh, it's probably going to be horrible, <laughs> but I love the theme. I watched the little oh, video. Oh, it's a deck builder? Yeah, it's a deck builder. It's, it's like a, deck a cooperative builder? deck builder. Oh. And they're like event 
cards down at the bottom and you have to place you know a certain combination of the different types of cards in order to clear the events it seems like fairly straightforward but the theme and i don't know i'll try it um america uh it's good to know that one theme that apparently overtakes this entire show without question is just a patriotic american theme no doubt oh i hate present day america oh so no love. don't get me started Dan. <laughs> Uh-oh. we will, I love we will 19, come to blows or 1775 <laughs> if you're still a big fan of america i'm a fan of america okay. just as i mean not all the people in america the cia is listening <laughs> so you're gonna want to profess bless. your patriotism there you go don't tread on me here we go <laughs> And in the back of Tiff's video, I see a smoke grenade come through the window <laughs> and podcast over. Moving forward into Hans and Gluck, they have an expansion for a game that seems to have fallen off the map, even though everyone was very fond of it. The Voyages of Marco Polo. Uh, there are no really other details coming, but the reprint of the base game and the expansion will both be coming around October of this year. Does this have anybody interested? No. Yes. Okay. Tiff, this seems like a game you might like, though. This is a good no, midway I do, Euro. I, I do like it. It's got it's, dice It's placement. been a little while since I've played it. I'm just, like, becoming less of a fan of expansions in general. Like, I'm starting to not want those as badly as I once did. Yeah. It's because you don't play the base games? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, they also have a game with a tentative title called Middle Ages coming out. Uh, and this is from... A really creative tentative title. <laughs> Middle Ages. Wow. It, Euro game. They really put their heads together like on that one. It's like this one-word Japanese city games, you know, that Tiff's so fond of. Uh, this is from Mark Andre, though, who we may know from Barony, a fan favorite, and Splendor, a not-so-fan favorite. But uh, it's card drafting. And it seems pretty streamlined, like all of his games seem to be. Uh, very concise, kind of lighter weight, but like gamer gamer friendly in the sense that if you like games, if you're looking for something a little bit meatier, this is a designer you can lean into, but also uh, it's, it's on that lighter side, so you can potentially bring someone in with it. That's what it sounds like. I read through the BGG playthrough. You can see that on BGG or on our show notes uh, to see a little bit more about the game. But, you know, another game coming from a designer who's definitely gained some traction. All right, from Mayfair Games, Glass Road is in the news. And we just talked about Glass Road, uh, how Emily. we were not huge fans of it, Dan and I. Not. I just traded Dan it. Dan just traded I, it. There's, this is the theme of this podcast. Games that you like and I don't like, and then games that you hate and I like. <laughs> it's, I, I like I we didn't hate it. Hate it. I we, didn't hate we it at openly all. openly said we didn't hate it. I uh-huh. do not look to pursue it any you, further. I always I thought that was a funny Twitter comment that you made. I was You're I felt not going to pursue it any further. I, Travis, our good friend, that was moody, man. Our good friend. <laughs> I'm not going to pursue this anymore. And I took a sip of wine and a puff of my cigar. And <laughs> no, Travis was like, you know, I love uh, I love Glass Road. I think the play, the time frame is correct or perfect. And then somebody else. Oh, I'm forgetting who commented on it, but somebody else agreed with him. I'm glad that people like the game. But I still stand by the fact that it felt short for me and that it didn't win me over enough for me to to pursue it, to play it anymore. And I didn't know how to word that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was very moody. Tough. Not enough characters. I'm just, I only get 140. There's a lot of nuance in that opinion. 
I felt like I was concise enough. Yes. Now let me get back to my dashboard confessional album now. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Spotify emo playlist on pause right now. I need to get back to it. Keep finishing that up. Although Travis would totally be into that. So he'd be cool. (laughs) No, well, Dan's was like, yeah, no, I love games. I traded it. So at least mine was more nuanced. I said. Dan just wasn't as moody. That's all. No, mine wasn't that bad. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said I'm glad I played it, but I'd rather spend the time playing one of his, one of his. And other what are games. we, you, Travis? What I are, would play it. I love that game. What are we gonna try out instead, Dan? Oh, it's something I'll probably equally hate as much. I'm just kidding. I don't hate it. I don't hate Glass Road at all. Um, but if no one wants to play it with me, then what's the point in keeping it? Uh, I traded for a new and trink copy of Cry Havoc. I just want to know what's up with that game. I just want to try yeah. it. I'll probably immediately trade it as well. But I just want to try Tiff, it. Don't. Yeah. Why not try it? Now you have to go clean your mic. You can't throw up on your mic, Tiff. (laughs) Gets messy, delays the show. Uh, We'll see. I'm excited for Cry Havoc. That's why I have this thing on it. Tom Vassell loved it. That means Dan will also likely love it. (laughs) No, it means I'll hate it. (laughs) But I think you and Tom will try anything once. Tiff, I will fight you. That's twice in one show. You know these weeknight recordings get saucy. You got to be careful. (laughs) We get all surly. When we record when we're supposed to on the weekends, everything is clean cut. We get it done. It's early in the morning. This is late at night. I've had some water. Tiff's had some beer. Dan has dealt with a child for the last couple hours. Everyone's on edge. Let's talk about two other games from Mayfair. <laughs> Iron Dragon reprint, also coming. This is a fantasy theme. roller coaster? No. Yeah, I was going to say, what was the first one? It's a reprint. It was called... I know, I've never oh, heard of it's it. Iron Dragon is a crayon rail game. But it is fantasy themed. So this is coming back out. I looked into no. it just to see. Apparently it was okay. It's pretty pretty popular. Enough to get a reprint at least. But I don't know too much beyond that. Other than like the cover has trains with like weird goblin bat wing things sticking off of it. It's pretty silly. So I only know the Iron Dragon as a roller coaster at Cedar Point. America's roller coaster. Uh, I want to go there sometime. Dusty, Ohio. <gasps> Maybe I should go you to Origins early and go to Cedar Point. Oh, we could go together. It would be so much fun. <sighs> All right. We're planning. I'll just keep Road thinking trip. about that. Uh, also, coming from Mayfair, they are experimenting by keeping the German title for once. Baron Park. Or, hey, can I mean, who's got a German accent that can do that? Tiff? No, Tiff? We're not trying out Tiff? accents Let's do, right now. How would you do Baron no, Park in German? Baron Park is like, it's, it's just Baron Park. Yeah. Well, at least they're not calling it... Yeah, there you go. There you go. At least they're not calling it Bear Park, because Mayfair likes to take their German titles and make them English, and I don't think Bear Park would sell. (laughs) So I'm just letting you know. Does Bear Valley lead to Bear Park, I wonder? Uh, This is a tile lane game, which will have some random objectives. It was described being akin to... uh, What's that Alexander Fister game? Isle of Sky. And... Hello. Yeah, so you'll be some some unique tile placement that where you place your tiles activates symbols on your board to give you new actions and new abilities and things like that, and you're building a bear park. And you want a lot of variety in your bear park because apparently people are fickle and don't like to see bears doing the same thing. So, like, a bear lounging in the water is not as exciting the eighth time, so you need to mix so it up. So it's like a bear zoo Basi- Basically, building? yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, ask the Germans. Okay. There's only so many animals that are native to that country, so they take what they can get, I guess. A park for Bison's bears. And bears. Yeah. 
Wiener Dog Park is coming out next year. They they're changing that name though. Yeah. Uh, from Quind Games, the people who do those fancy master prints like Carson City and Vanuatu, maybe, and I think uh, my Papa Palo is coming from them. They are doing a game called Halloween, which will be their 20th game in the master print line. And this is a tactical board movement game where you are a demon controlling ghosts and your ghosts are set out to scare people and fight the other players' ghosts. It's a very strange game. Now, I thought that this was a, a recreation or something of a previous game, but I looked into it and maybe I just got the wrong entry. It seemed like this was possibly an original title, so I'm still up in the air on that one. But either way, not a game I've heard of before. And it will be getting the Quind Games treatment, so it'll be very fancy looking. I don't have too much to say about it. Like that's that's a real interesting theme, though. Is Halloween the new Vikings? Mm, you don't get to play demons often in board games. I think they kind of shy away from that. Yeah, where you get to actually be the demon. Usually, you fight the yeah. demon. Yeah, it's right. A little, a little early D and D there. They don't like to bring back those memories. But moving forward, Days of Wonder. Speaking of Germany, transition. They are releasing Ticket to Ride Germany, which is a... It's not a good transition if you announce it, but going on, moving on. You know what counteracts that, though? It's a, it's a good transition until you identify it as a good tra- tra- transition, excuse me. But then if you identify that it's not a good transition because you identified it as a transition, it brings it back. Is this an Inception moment? Yeah, pretty much. I don't like it. So as long as you okay. comment that my commenting on it was bad... Is is this what is this just a new map? Is there anything new in this? Uh, it's a re-implementation of the Marklin and Deutschland expansions, which never hit the U.S. or the rest of Europe. Oh. So it's got yeah. some of the passenger mechanisms, but it's revamped for this version. Uh, but it's specifically the German map. I believe it's a double-sided map. And yeah, it's Ticket to Ride, pretty much 50 bucks, Gen Con, I think. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Moving forward, Eggert Spiel, a game for Dan... It's called ReWorld. It's a Kramer and Kiesling game. It's tile drafting. Sold. And so well, it's tile drafting using like a card buying mechanism. And the way that you buy the tiles depends Sold. on how other people have already bought the tiles around those tiles. And then it's got some programming where you're going to be slotting those tiles into rows on your spaceship. And Sold. the earlier ones you buy are later applied to your planet as you go to Terraform. Not Mars but your own planet. So things that you get earlier, first in, last out kind of thing. So you need to organize between these five or six columns and rows accordingly so that you terraform appropriately at the end of the game. So it's also super ugly. Sold. Sold. Dan is still sold. He does not care. He's got a soft spot. His aesthetic preferences go out the window when it's those two. The K and K. Dan definitely has a soft spot. Um, I love them. You're not supposed to have one of those They're so smooth. But... Are you calling me fat? No. He got dropped too many times. His poor head. <laughs> so squishy. Mm. Mm. My head's just small, but it's pretty firm. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to not record on the weekdays. Oh, God. Real bad. How do I immortalize that quote forever? Hey, Matt. Yeah. Cut that. Cut that. I don't know that I will. No. From Osmati Games, the expansion to One Deck Dungeon. Something even uglier. <laughs> a Forest of Shadows expansion coming quarter three. 
for One Deck Dungeon. Again, One Deck Dungeon was not a terrible game when I played it. Played it a couple times. It's okay, but it's pretty light. It's a filler. Uh, but it, Wait, it's no longer one deck if you're expanding. I guess it. if you add the cards together, it's just it comes a slightly with a bigger deck. That says two. You just slap it. Oh over. goodness! Like the five tribes it thing. Doesn't really do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stop putting numbers in your game names if you're going to later change them. So. Yes, uh, an expansion will be coming for that, and an expansion for Motai and I will also be coming out. The Wutai Mountain expansion, which no matter how many players you play with, you will only need one of, as they say. Because you do need two decks if you play with three or four players. You only need one of this expansion. So that's nice. Save you $7 or whatever it will cost. From Leader Games, they seem to be leaning heavily into the Vast thing. So Vast, while it seems... Everything I've heard about Vast, including our own opinions, has been that Vast is super ambitious, super unique, way cool game. Gameplay never seems to live up to what you want it to be. That does not stop them. They're looking at refining the system to continue with the asymmetry. They have a game coming out called Deep Enemy Frontier. That's deep with a colon, not Deep Enemy Frontier. All one thing. So the name of the game is Deep. Yes, correct. Like Vast, but Deep. Okay. Next game will be called Tall. Wide. Wide. <laughs> I don't know. A uh, game for two to four players. I'm going to read this really quick just to give you a, a sense of the roles. It seems like they're doing a very similar thing. There is, you're each going to get a unique role in a sci-fi setting. The Empire seeks to shore up its weaknesses and once more establish itself as a dominant force. The Usurper threatens to bring the Empire down within, from within and establish a free and open society. The Rivals sweeps in from the remote edges of the galaxy, a coalition of aliens burning with revenge, and the captain throws himself out into the stars to explore and have grand adventures. So, again, four different roles doing four different things. I'm not sure what they're going to do differently, though, to help this be a more successful game, but they're definitely going whole hog into the same idea. So It's vast in space. Got it. Yep, vast in space. Vast space? Nope, nope. No, is it vast essentially what space is? No, space is deep. Deep. Dungeons are vast. And vast. Well, caves are vast, I guess. No. According to leader mm. games, yes. Oh. But not according to the English language, right? I'm still correct. No, I don't believe so. No? If okay. you look up the word vast, I don't think it says space. No, but like I'm thinking like a vast space. Like literally, a space would could be considered vast. A lot yeah, of things the could be vast. That's what I was going with. Yeah, I guess they could all I, deep. Probably wouldn't be the word because that would involve the the game is named deep. Depth. Although they say the depths of space. Do they? I'm not sure. I'd have to think about that. Hmm. Do they say that? Who are they? Who is saying the depths of space? The mysterious they. I don't know. Captain Picard. I don't watch Star Trek. <laughs> Moving on. Osprey Games has a game. Just for Dan, it's tile laying, it's feudal Japan, it is Samurai Gardener. Sold. I believe this is also from Hisashi Hayashi, though. What does this guy do? <laughs> he designs He just games. makes simple games. <laughs> really, like, basic games. Good on him. Yeah, and he's only 15, can you believe probably. it? Probably. That's not true, I, I just made that up. Uh, this is probably a little bit too light for you, Dan. It sounds a little bit like Honshu, actually. You're yeah. trying to take cards with have various section, colored sections on them. Traded. And uh, match them up, trying to have columns with contiguous areas. So Dan just traded that before he bought it. Yep. That's good. It's probably a better buying I've practice. I've been known to sell games before final scoring. 
So this might be one of them. He's been known to sell games before they arrive from Kickstarter. I've done that so. <laughs> numerous times. Yep. Well, is this a game? We'll see if this is a game that Dan looks into buying or selling. This is from Roxley Games, the friends who brought us Santorini, among other things. They are doing the two new versions of Brass, which are currently on Kickstarter, and they have widely exceeded their funding goal. They are 60 bucks a piece or $100 together. The first is Brass Lancashire, Lancashire, which is just original Brass, the train game from yeah, yeah. Wallace. And then they... Is it yeah, yeah? Yeah. And then they revamped it to include a new mechanism or a couple of different mechanisms in terms of goods and trading. I know the, the one big thing that everyone's highlighting is the brewery, which allows you to make beer and then do stuff with beer. Are we in beer, Kickstarter right now? Which pr- we are not in Kickstarter. This is just a highlight of the okay. game. Because it's on Kickstarter because yeah. I backed it. It, right? was, it is on Kickstarter. It was not on Kickstarter when I wrote the show notes. Gotcha. But here we are. So I'm going to highlight it here. It's on Kickstarter. It is brass and then brass with some modifications. Super pretty looking. This is probably, I mean, this is game of the year kind of art. Have you have you seen this, Tiff? Have you heard about this? Um, No. I mean, I've heard about it, but I didn't look at the art. Oh, I wasn't okay. Here. We're going to pause while you look at the art. You want me to send you no, a little okay. thingy? So, Dan, you already said you backed this. Is that right? Yeah, I backed both. So, how are you feeling about it? Like, I, I know you've played Brass. Is this a game that you're I like Brass. just kind of backing? It's, I mean, it's nice that it's so pretty because this is a game that will punch you in the face repeatedly, but at least, like, through the tears, you can stare at the board because it's just one of those games that you, it'll drive you nuts, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a Martin Wallace game, obviously, a train game. Yeah. Uh, it's like, route building and planning and it's just full really like economics. heavy economics yeah. yeah so but it's also like tried and true this is not a new design or anything like that this is a game that has survived the test of time the only the easily. only thing is that i mean while those covers are amazing i i feel that they may be misconstrued um because i don't know like i i looking at the cover i don't I don't think, hmm, I'm going to go into this like industrial age economic game. I'm thinking like this kind of looks like, you know, a murder mystery or Yeah, they look like Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes games. or yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I mean and the covers are beautiful, but they don't really I don't know awesome. that they portray the vibe. Whereas like the old one where you had the guy that was like raising a top hat, I'm like, "Oh, I'm getting into something real dumb and I'm going to love it." Well, fortunately, the board art and the bits all transfer that aesthetic. I mean, it's a consistent aesthetic. It's just like you said that if you look at the front, it does not look like I'm going to be sitting and staring at a board for three hours making train routes. So, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know how deceiving, at least in terms of Kickstarter, I think people know what they're getting into. On the shelf, we'll see. I saw the art. But Tiff, it was fine. Fine? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing in it, I guess... Maybe it's because I'm not excited about the game itself. I mean, the cover. She's it, just mad because Vincent Dutrait was the last cover artist, and he's no longer on it. <laughs> that last cover art was nothing compared to. That. I mean, this is like I want a high res photo of this to be my background on my computer. It's sharp. It's good looking. It looks good. It's impactful. It's a shame that, like Dan said, it's not going to have any follow up to the impact that it provides. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna throw some people, but. I, I think it's a big enough title and it's old enough and it's got enough, you know, backing um, from the community that it, you're likely have heard of it, you know, at some point. Yeah. At least those currently in the hobby. For a while. New people might be like, ooh, is this that Letters from Whitechapel game? 
<laughs> That's what no. it looks like. Ooh, is this the new it. Space Cowboys consulting detective? No. No, it's not. Although that guy definitely looks like he's about to solve a mystery with that little steam engine thing. So, anywho, Dan will have to chat about maybe splitting the cost and getting one of those copies on my shelf instead. We will see. But yes, moving forward, before we get into Kickstarter, two little things to talk about. First up, AEG has the Fantasy Rogues Gallery expansion, which released Fantasy is kind of a, it's the worst name in the whole wide world. Fantasy, a play on fantasy and Yahtzee. Terrible. Stop doing puns and weird stuff with your names. They're terrible. The game is not bad if you want a Machi Koro style game. Uh, Still better than Machi Koro. But you play cards, roll dice, activate. It's not really Yahtzee too much, but I could see where they got that from. Uh, The Rogues Gallery expansion is out. If you want to try out an expansion to a, a cool little game that you can probably get pretty cheap. And then from Fantasy Flight Games, the only way to end the news... Runebound, Unbreakable Bonds, the solo and co-op expansion to Runebound, which is another way to expand, uh, is a cool thing coming out in quarter three, I believe. Might be quarter four, but uh, you'll be able to play Runebound by yourself or with your friends non-competitively, which currently it is competitively. So cool to see them support that. Or three things in hobby news. First, True Dungeon is coming to Origins. So, friends, should we do True Dungeon? We gonna do True Dungeon? Everyone's gonna, you gonna dungeon with me? I would do it. I could be convinced. Yes, come on, Dan. If Dan does it, I'll do it. Come, come on, on Dan. Dan. Not sold. Come on. No, it's a waste you of money. Want I don't want to do it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I'd rather play board games. It's gonna cost. I don't know. What if we do it with some listeners? It'll be fun. Oh, that it's would like be the cool. cost of a board game. I'd rather buy a board game. Yeah, Not. But- that I would, I'd rather play the board game with listeners than play True Dungeon. You guys go it's ahead. Unique experience, though. Yeah, it's it. it Just is do it once. Is. Have you What's done it before? Bucks? No, I've not. I've never really had a desire to do it. We would do puzzle solving. No one wants to do combat. Do puzzle solving. Open, open up your mind, Dan. I'll just go to an escape room for half the price. Escape rooms are not cheap. They're like twenty bucks. Anywho, all right. Well, if there's listeners out there who want to do True Dungeon with me, that's fine. Hit me up. I'll and Tiff. Me and Tiff. Tiff and I. Yay. Come do True Dungeon with us. And then play a game with Dan. Also, Tabletop. The Will Wheaton series is teaming up with the Campaign Coins people to release their own set of coins. Uh, but they are designed by Daniel Solis, who we are all friendly with. Daniel Solis is a good guy. He came up with the design. Super clean, different colors and sizes based on the denominations. If you really want coins that say Tabletop on them, They do have gaming-related things on them, like meeples and 20-sided dice and game tables. So they're cool, neutral coins if you want something like that. But they do rep the giant tabletop logo on the other side. So uh, you'll see it on the show if you watch the tabletop show. Also, the last thing that I just came across today that I wanted to throw in here for Dan in particular is that the uh, report from Asmodee, in terms of their... uh, 2016 fiscal year is up, so I know Dan was interested in some gaming finances, and it seems that, that you can get your hands on the 2016 fiscal report for Asmodee in particular. Uh, the condensed version from BGG shows that they posted revenue of 377 million euros, which to them is a almost 40% uh, increase from the previous year, and solid organic growth of 18.5%. So some interesting numbers. There's a little bit more in depth that I can't interpret because I don't have the savvy, but I'm sure Dan can maybe shed some light on after reviewing. 
the finances and the numbers. So maybe we'll look to that in a future segment. But just something to throw out there. It seems that Asmodee has made good moves. Although, as we talked last week, uh, in terms of video games, you're still looking at big boys like Blizzard, Activision, who are grossing like $6 billion a year. So Asmodee is gobbling up the market and doing well, but not remotely as well as some of the other entertainment industries out there. So board games on the rise, but still not big boys yet. All right, last thing before two quick Kickstarters. Onirum is out on Android and iOS, so if you're looking for a solo game to play, Onirum's pretty good. Also, the Burgle Bros app is in production, and some images are out in the void, so if you're interested in playing some Burgle Bros, that should be coming soon. And also from Tim Fowers, a game called Turning, which is currently only available on Android but will be coming to iOS, is like a puzzle game that is not a board game that Tim Fowers designed and seems to be pretty cool. So things to check out if you're looking for stuff to play on your digital device. Our two Kickstarter projects today, first up, Rise to Nobility is a project from Final Frontier Games. It will be ending on May 3rd. It has funded and 49 bucks to get this game potentially this year if they meet their December funding or uh, fulfillment date. This is a dice worker placement that I think Tiff will love and buy. Dan thought that too. That's what my show notes say. Yeah, yeah, he texted me this at some point. It is, like I said, a dice worker placement game. Steve is backing this one. That's how it came to my knowledge. Mm. It has art by the Miko, who did the shipwrights or all the North Sea games. I love that. As art. well as, I believe, did he do the Valeria Card Kingdoms art as well? Yep. Yeah. So it all started to look really the distinct. same, though. That's my only problem with it. So my concern with this game is that it looks exactly like, uh, whatchamacallit, Raiders of the North Sea. Mm. Like down to the the action spaces. I I have it backed currently, but I I'm I'm waffling on it. I'm back and forth. I don't know. Well, so the first the art is awesome, although it does look very similar to other games that are out there because the Miko has a very distinct style. So they're all starting to blur together. There is character art's really cool, uh, but it it looks like other properties. It was okay when it was all the same line like the north sea but now they're all starting to look the same this game does have some cool mechanisms the one unique feature that i highlighted that kind of drew my attention was you have dice that you're going to roll and place to do actions but you can only place a value or a total value up to your certain like vp threshold so you need to work to increase this fame level to then place more dice so there's a restriction there where you need to make some decisions on you know, what dice do I spend and where do I spend them to try to increase this cap so I can then build that engine and start spending more dice. That seems to be the most unique part of the game. Other than that, some interesting but run-of-the-mill dice worker placement games to build up the town, to introduce citizens, to get new actions and things like that. Uh, but, you know, it looks cool. I, I dig it. I'm glad that Steve's backing it and maybe you, Dan. Tiff, have I made a have I made a sale? <laughs> Not yet. I'm talking... I'm- Tossing no. it around. It's it's like part of a series of games, isn't it? I, d- I do not know. Do you see that I on the page? I feel like I read somewhere. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Hold on. So there's Rise to Nobil- Nobility and there's Cavern Tavern. Ah, uh, yes. This is set in that universe. You're correct. Okay. Yeah, that's a different game, though. But it is the same universe. Different game, though. Yeah. Right. Good call, Tiff. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I like... I, I There's always a risk when I buy a game that's part of, like, a world. Like, I... <laughs> I like to collect them all. I got all of the those uh, Viking ones. I have everything for that. Yeah. And I just have, I have my collector tendencies are too strong when I buy one of. Well, I don't think these 
this and Cavern Tavern will be linked in the same way that the North Sea I games are, but yes, but I understand. The, you want it yeah, all. I have a problem. Anyway, it does well, look very good. Well, let's see if... It might be a sale. So that is Rise to Nobility, again, ending on May 3rd. Let's see if a white box, my favorite thing in the whole wide world, can draw you in with Petricor, a game about clouds, coming from yeah, Mighty yeah, Boards, sold. ending on May 9th. It is funded. It'll be 45 bucks or 55 bucks if you get the expansion, and some of the Kickstarter stretch goals will be contingent on having the expansion, so you might want to fund it that extra $10 to get all the stretch goals. And this is an action selection game where you are a cloud, and you are trying to contribute the most to the crop harvest, to growing plants and harvesting crops, and it's essentially action selection to move around the board and water plants and compete, and then it has some... Uh, area majority where you rain down and if you have the most contribution in that hex when the harvest comes you'll score points and then the expansion ups it to five players over four and gives you some unique plants to add into the game that will have extra abilities and things like that so a fairly simplistic game but a super unique theme i think this is one dan that was on your lookout on 2017 it was in my most anticipated for 2017 because i love clouds Big cloud guy. Yeah. That Dan. It's the same designer that did the, or one of the designers that did the hand holding game. Uh, and then we held hands. Yeah. And I think it was developed. Yeah, and he also did the, the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. And it's developed with, along with, um, I think it's David Turk, Turk, I can't pronounce his last name, who did Anachrony and oh, okay. Days of Ire and something else. Yeah. The single player, yeah. I want to so, be a cloud. Don't we all? This is one of many cloud games this year, though. They're all going to be yeah. competing. There's like three of them, I, I think. I'm gonna. I will likely back this over the last one we talked about, just because mm-hmm. this was one I was anticipating. But yeah, they both sound cool. It's getting good buzz. It looks pretty cool. It looks a little light, but that isn't a bad thing necessarily if it's done well. And it looks like this is pretty cool. So one to look out for. Again, ending on May 9th. That is Petricor. I got three quick things to talk about, then we round out the show. First up from Button Shy Games, our good friends have Circle the Wagons up, ending on April 22nd. It'll only run you 12 bucks. Good game. It's the next in their wallet series. It just won their game design challenge. Uh, super quick game, plays in like less than 10 minutes, two-player game. Has variable scoring every uh, every game. Really quick drafting, like card selection game with a little bit of placement. Again, like Honshu. A lot of fun. People are liking it. It's got a good slick look to it. It's good. And uh, if you're if you're into micro games, this is definitely one to look out for. Also from our friends at Grail Games, the Medici second printing. So they just redid Medici. Dan got the lovely Vincent Dutrait uh, aesthetic on his copy of Medici. A really fun little bidding auction kind of game. Uh, they're doing a second printing of it. So for thirty six bucks ish, because it's not in U.S. dollars. Uh, ending on April twenty third, you can get yourself a copy of Medici if you missed out on the new one the first time around. And then. A shout out to one of the contributors who do board game media, much like us, Rado Year 6. He's been around for a good long time. If you're into Rado, he does a lot of content, even if, you know, I consume from time to time Rado's content, but no matter what, he seems to be a nice guy and he does a lot of work for the hobby. So if you're interested in contributing, you can do that at variable pledge levels before April 29th. So that is all I have. Any more news or Kickstarter that we should chat about, friends? That was a lot. It was a lot. There's a lot going on. It's the busy time. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Thank you all for joining us. Remember, find us on Facebook.com slash The League of Nonsensical Gamers. Shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. 
Get yourself a tiny Meeple Shield micro badge over at the BGG Guild number 2077. Like us on Instagram. You can find me at CinnamonBun spelled phonetically. Dan and Steve run the Nonsensical Gamers Instagram. Lots of pictures of our gameplays going up there. If you enjoy the content, if you want to review us, let us know what you think of the show. Give us some hearts over on iTunes. Give us some kind feedback or constructive feedback. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. That is the best place to help us rise through the ranks and have other people find us. You can also find me and my free time on the Anchor Radio app. Go ahead. It's got a call-in feature, everybody. You can call in and record a tiny message, and I can feature it on the radio. Isn't that great? Nerd. Isn't that great, Tiff? I mean, yeah, it's great. We'll see if it's great. I downloaded <laughs> it, so I'm going to we'll check it out. see if it's great. Thank you again to our lovely sponsor, Tasty Mitchell Games. Find them at uh, find them at playtmg.com. And until next time, everyone can see you know, oh, no, you could, Twitter hands. You could actually go to www.blah and you'd probably get a web page, unlike if you went to playtmg.com right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. They've got to update that web page. Got all those investors. Get a new web page. Anywho, not even a new one, just update it. The best place to find us, if you ever want to, is on Twitter. Tiffany B, if they want to chat with you, if they want to teach you or learn the secrets of your mashed potatoes, how do they find <laughs> you? at Inept Gamer. And Dan, if they want to chat with you about, what is it? It's baseball season. If they want to chat with you about baseball and beer, where do they do that? Baseball. Yeah. Come play some daily fantasy baseball with me, everyone, on FanDuel. Um, He's a shark. Be careful. I have won 10 of the first, like, 15 days in my <laughs> my league, but that's okay. Come play anyways. Um, I don't know where you can find me. Uh, at scandalous underscore nad and at uh, league nonsense. Yes, Toodles. And you can find me at cinnamon buns spelled phonetically. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time. Say goodbye. Toodles. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>